Welcome to Merrickville. Welcome back to Monday City. What a quick weekend that was. Bit of footy and then bang, all of a sudden we're back at work. But to make things easy, we're going to have a very cruisy afternoon this afternoon. Got Justin Hamilton joining me later on after five. But we can speak to a bloke in the Northern Territory who helped save a rescue some tourists from croc-infested waters and they didn't even give him a case of beer. One of the most Australian acts, quickly followed by one of the least Australian acts. Exactly. You know what I would do? I'd drag them back in there and leave them <laughs> and go and get a cold can. We'll be speaking to him later on in the show. But up next, Thongsidents. What's that? It's an incident you've had with a thong. No, not in the German sexbo kind of way. Okay. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> Things are starting to heat up. We're in spring now. As we all know, we're in Sydney. So as soon as it hits spring, we just treat it like it's summer. Fair dinkum. <laughs> I mean, I'm dressed like a, a Russian submariner today. I lost my mind. Uh, shorts out this weekend. It's going to be 28, Liam, this we weekend. We saw it last week when Cam Knight, friend of the show, yeah. came on. It was that uh, it was that one day that got above 18 30, degrees. 30, 32 degrees. And he turned week. up with a bloody singlet on. Guns out. And Guns he knows out. that I do the gun show here. <laughs> I'm the only one with the registered firearms yeah. here. Um, it's a pretty unimpressive gun show here in It's pretty poor. Well, yeah. you know, because of um, local laws and... Uh, and a buyback. It's not open carry. Well, I had a buyback. There's a buyback. <laughs> I got five bucks for each cannon. Um, so we're starting to see the effects of the seasonal change. Mm. And you know what we're about to see. We're only moments away. Thong town. Let me see that thong. What's this? You always have these songs left. <laughs> Cisco. That's so that's so up your ass, that thong, isn't it? Thong, 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 thong. That's going up where the sun don't shine. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, different sort of thong. Yeah, but. Oh, I don't know if you want to go to that, Javianas town. <laughs> and there has been a bit of talk about Javianas with the well-known Australian slash Brazilian thong um, that has been, uh, people are starting to test whether or not they're trustworthy enough. People are concerned mm. that the Javianas thong is... Uh, not quite as robust as it once was. Mm-hmm. They're a good thong. I've got a couple of pairs of Havianas. Most people do. Mm. Uh, but they've ca- called what they what we term a blowout. Yeah. You know, when the plug goes, mm-hmm. bang! Or they just snap, bang! Yep. There's nothing worse than when you've committed to thongs, right? That's your footwear for the day, and you have a blowout. Because it's usually hot. There's a, there's a reason why you need the thong. Maybe, you, you know, you're going from uh, the car park to the beach or whatever, if you planned your day with the thongs, yeah. if you have a blowout, wrecks your day. And you might as well be walking on the surface of the sun when oh, you're trying to get just... through a hot car park or even on hot sand. No. You know what it's like, man? It's often, it's it's a bit like when a footballer, when you have a blowout on your thong, it's a bit like when a footballer dislocates their shoulder. You can get it back in, yeah. but you you just it's know it's right. going to go out. The, it's it's, right it's going to go out again. You know it's not the same. That's it. Once the plug blows, you yeah. just go, ugh. This is going to happen again in exactly 11 minutes. And what I'll do is you'll get the 12 minutes. You go, oh, no, it's okay. It's it one off. 13 minutes. I've definitely bang, fixed the it. plug's out. That little rubber band I put underneath to thicken it will definitely right. keep it in. I'm going to take some calls in a minute, Liam, on thong sedents, right? Whenever a thong has gone wrong, right? Now, <laughs> I wore I wore uh, 11 years ago when I got married, I, I wore a suit. Because you're a massive. It was pretty casual. Yeah. I'm a bit of a bogan, so I wore a pair of thongs. Yeah. Javianas, white ones, because I'm classy. I got them brand new for the wedding. Wore a pair of thongs. It sounded like a good thongs. idea at the time. Yeah, I told you, I'm classy, mate. Mate, yeah, I'm but classy. it strikes me that black thongs would have been the classy I was wearing option. Wearing a white suit. It was summer. It was hot. I was wearing hold a white on, suit. Hold on. Not Can we just stop down like a, on, a on your wedding outfit for a moment? Suit. Hold on. Yeah, all right. You were wearing. You'd stolen Richie Benno's wardrobe. It was. It, and was, <laughs> it was Benno beige. It was. I called it Benno beige. <laughs> and you put a pair of white thongs on. Yeah. 
I look wow. good. Wow. And Georgie yeah. said yes. Yeah, it looked great. Wow. I lost a million dollars. I was fat, though. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't lose all that weight years ago. And because we all know that white's very slimming as well. Yeah, and I made very little effort to lose weight before the win. Anyway, so we're all a pair of thongs, and they work pretty really, pretty okay. well. But the problem is, of course, later on, you've had a few at your wedding. Can't dance, can you? Everyone's out on the dance floor. You've yeah. got a pair of thongs on, Nackers. Yeah. What are you doing? You're not doing anything. You know what you're doing? Pulling the plug out of those Havianas. Rode them off. They had one go. They were knackered. Yeah. Second thong incident. It's going out. This is a long time ago. It was summer. And my missus and I were going out to go and have some lunch with, uh, some friends of ours mm. and it was in Adelaide actually. And the I home was, of the thong. Yeah. It, we was, love in, a thong. it was in McLaren Vale there. And I thought, cash day, no dramas here. Anyway, I had a small incident where the, my missus, when we're getting out of the car to go and have, we're going into a, a drinking establishment mm. and I was pretty keen. Mm. I had a thirst on anyway, she Accidentally stood on the back of my thong. Ooh. Right? And you know what that's like when somebody steps on the back of your thong? It is equal parts infuriating. Like, and rage. Yeah, it's rage. rage. It just rage sends your rage meter right to the why. top. And I don't know why. It's not a, not a big deal. No. You know, when somebody steps on the back of your foot, like, oh, don't do that. When somebody steps on the back of your thong, instant rage. Yeah. yeah. And you, instantly, you think they've done it on purpose as well. And because I'm a child. Right. Give, oh, no. Now you have a guest. Guess people who have just tuned into the show sure. for the first time. Mm-hmm. Give everybody an idea on, uh, of an age of my mental capacity. Your mental capacity probably age. sits uh, somewhere between, mm, I'd say six to nine. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I yeah. Thought that's five probably five and a half. Yeah, so that's yeah. Good. You've done well. Well, no, there. because at that age you're old enough to know better, but you you're don't. still petulant enough to you know, react okay. as you do. So we go into this drink day, been looking for it all day, right? Yep. We're on holidays. Yep. My missus steps on the back of my thong. Your rage goes through the roof. Rage goes through the roof. I can't get angry with her. It's an accident. So what do I do? I get angry with the thong. Oh, no. And the martial arts kicks back in. Front kicks the thong over the fence into Taipan-infested paddock. Taipan-infested paddock. Brown snakes everywhere. Long grass. I've got one thong on now. I'm standing there with one thong. I've got one thong on. Mm. So guess what? I can't go into the establishment now because my thong's in the paddock. So what do I have to do? I have to crawl through a fence with one thong on in Taipan infested paddock looking around for my thong. Guess what? Couldn't find it. Everybody back in the car. We're going home. I've ruined the day. I've ruined it for everyone. Because I cracked it and I kicked my thong over Because you fence. can't control your range. Because I can't control my thong range. No one has a good time today. I've won stuff. Good times are finished. I know we planned an awesome day. It was going to be great. It was going to be such a good time. The sun was out. It was a beautiful day. It was perfect. You but ju- I ruined it with my thong. So you put everybody back in the car. You turned on everybody the radio. Back in the car. Thong, thong, thong. I don't know the lyrics to that song. Yeah, that's exactly it. Is it? One triple three five three. Give us a call with your thong incident. Anything, men, women. Whenever a thong has gone wrong, maybe you've incurred a horrendous injury. I would love to hear them. Thong incidents. One triple three five three. Miracle here on Triple M. I love you guys. I love this show. Very, very hilariously, we had a conversation before the show. My boss came around and he said, what do you got on the show today? And I said, we're going to talk about thongsons. He goes, yeah, it shouldn't work, but I know it will. <laughs> All your radio instincts say no. My radio instincts say it's going to go nuts. Full 
full deck, of course, for thongsons. When a thong has gone And the wrong. only other person who was more happy about that getting up than you was Cisco. Let me see that thong find this music? Is this what young people listen to? Oh, no. That's your generation. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> My generation. Old people. Taking your calls for Thongsons, Benny and Campbellton. Hello, mate. Hey, how's it going? Really good, mate. When's a thong gone wrong? Oh, mate, we took a bit of a trek up the Nimbin. Oh, yeah. And we're, yeah, we're parked up. I had a few mates in, in the car, and I've, I've told them, I've emphasised the fact that you need to lock the car before we get out of there. And, mate, I've walked down the road and I've realised I've left the bloody keys in the car. So I've legged it straight back down the road. I'm like, don't lock the car, please. And as soon as I've done that, oh. I've come a gutter, I've split the bloody thong, I've, I've, oh. I've blown, a, blown a plugger. Yep. You wouldn't believe it. And I've come a gutter all over the bloody place. Everywhere. You're on the ground now. Have you hit the, hit the turf, Benny? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, so, oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I tell you what, it, funniest ben, home videos would have loved it. Benny, do you reckon that, um, you know, it was because of the urgency of getting back to the car or the 150 bongs you'd smoked in Nimbin <laughs> before you did that? No, no, I blame it on the two, $2 plugger that I... <laughs> oh, that's you your own know. fault. You never know, you never know. Let's not go blaming it on the... Uh, All right, the... What's, what's, Benny, what's, <laughs> what's your current brand of um, pluggers? What do you got at the moment? What thongs? Oh, double pluggers, mate. Straight double pluggers. Kmart. Yeah, there you go. Mm. All right. Fair call, Benny. Good on you, mate. Thank you for being the first cab <laughs> off the rank. Uh, so many calls for this. Darren and Collison. G'day, mate. Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. good. Thongs in it. Went to thong gong wrong. Mate, well, I have these brand new catch-it thongs, and they weren't the uh, thin-line Javianas that you have these days. It was a real thick, wide yeah. ones. Yeah, mm. like a licorice and, strap. Yep. With the, with the, yep, with the strap. That's right. Yep. And... Um, and that was the material toe holder as well. Oh, yeah, yep. and fancy. I was riding riding a mate's bike of mine, and he had no brakes on there. And he, I said, "What can I do for stopping?" He goes, "Just put your foot in the front spokes, <gasps> in the front wheel." So I'm like, "Here I am with my thongs," and put my foot in. And next thing you know, I've gone head over turkey, and me me toe got caught in. And what the thing was, it burnt from the tire, and I had this huge blood bl- uh, blister on, on the bottom of my big toe for about a month. Oh. Darren, you're lucky to have any feet at all, mate. You're riding a bike with no brakes and a pair of thongs. He's Fred Flintstoned it. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Well, if you see the size of my feet, mate, you'd agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Darren. Let's get to Kathy in Blacktown. Hi, Kath. Hi, how you going? Yeah, Great really show. good. Oh, thank you very much. Great to have you on, Kath. Have you had a thong sedent? Yes, I did. I had to have two days off work. Two, you've, hang on. You've had two days off work because a thong went wrong? I... Yep. And I trod on the side of it and I just had no control or balance because I was on one thong and flew through the air and hurt my shoulder. Oh, oh God. Because, Kathy, for a second there, I, was, I felt like I had to explain to you we were talking about footwear thongs. But, <laughs> but cause when, you said, when you said you had two days off work, I went, oh, hang on a second. Don't need to know the details. But so you, <laughs> so you ended up like being quite physically injured. Garbage. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Kathy? I reckon thongs are like a dog, right? Once they bite you, that's it. They got to go. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll, they'll well, never come good. Gone. Once they bite you, it's. 
That's right. Mm. Well, you can do what I do. You can have a hysterical tantrum like a six-year-old and mm. kick him over a fence like a kung fu kick, and everyone goes, "Why would you? Why would you impede yourself?" And I go, "Because I'm Merrick Watts, yeah. and that's what I do." But you get it, you get to quite a high level with that front kick of the thong. When you get home, Mate, you kick him off. I did it to my. I got home once, and my brother was at my place. I've got home, walked in the door. Thongs go off straight to the side of the face. I've never run so fast away from my brother in you my life. You kicked him in the face with your thong. The thong's just flown off and hit him square in the face. Yeah, but for brothers, I mean, it was only a matter of time before you take it off and slap him with it anyway. <laughs> Tim in the Shire. Hello, mate. Hey, how you going? Really? Mate, love the show. Oh, and, thanks, uh, Tim. I like you make my afternoon worthwhile. Oh, you're oh. a champion, mate. Good on you, Tim. If you, I can leave it there if you like, but if you've got a thong incident, <laughs> I'd be happy for that as well. Yeah, no, I'll give that a poke. But, uh, look, I uh, go out the front, uh, kick the ball for the dog, bit of a soccer ball um, on the road. Um, look, the little flap on the front of the thong, uh, if you mistime your kick a little bit, it tends to sort of drag your foot down. So yeah. I, I ended up getting a compound fracture of my uh, big toe where <laughs> instead of kicking the ball, I kicked uh, pretty square onto the road. Oh, yeah. compound but, fracture. But right. even better than that, I popped the plug back in, kicked on, kicked with my left foot. Dog was happy. Good day. Hang on, Tim. Compound fracture, doesn't that mean the bone's come through the skin? Oh, no. It sort of drives back into your foot a bit, but uh, oh. that's all good. <laughs> I, mean, as long as, I mean, as long as the dog's day's not affected, Tim, that's the important thing. As long as thing. the dog doesn't come over and start chewing the yeah, foot bone that's come through. Happy, happy days. Happy days. Thank you, Tim. Thanks to the thousand people who called three, four. Other than this music... Everything about this segment was right. <laughs> Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Gary Megan, and I do a little show on podcast one called A Plate to Call Home, and it's about fascinating people all centred around food. This is a show for foodies, but it's more than that. It's a show about the people and the stories behind food. I think you know that I'm obsessed by food. Everything in my life revolves around it, and I love nothing better than to spend a little time talking about people that are equally as passionate, sharing their stories, and getting to know what makes them tick. It's called A Plate to Call Home, and it's available on the Podcast One app or on podcastone.com.au. Merrickville here on Triple M. Well, it doesn't get less Aussie than this. A bunch of tourists stuck in the Northern Territory, bogged, had to be saved by a local guy, Orhan Yilmaz, and the tourists, in return uh, for being rescued, gave him nothing. Not even a case of beer. And to basically whinge about this and tell us more, <laughs> we have Orhan from Darwin live on the phone. Orhan, welcome to the show, mate. How you going, mate? Yes. Very good, mate. First of all, this is not exactly uh, par for the course for the Northern Territory, is it? I thought you guys paid everybody with beer. Oh, usually you do, especially in that situation. A hundred percent. What's the going rate if you get bogged in the Northern Territory? What is the fee for that? Oh, it's definitely a carton. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so where are these peanuts from? They've obviously they've got themselves into a bit of trouble. They've got themselves bogged, 75 kilometres north of Darwin. It's pretty remote. It's pretty dangerous. Where were these guys from? Um, not 100% certain where they're from, but they were actually looking for the prison out at gunpoint, which they were a long time off it. Yeah, I'll say. So clearly, they got bogged. Um, so what happened on Saturday? You, where, whereabouts were you, and how did it come about that you rescued these guys? 
uh, this is last last Sunday. It happened in the afternoon. I was just sitting on the beach having a couple of beers, and then um, a couple of young fellas come up on the motorbike and ask if we can go down to the point and help out these tourists that are bogged in the mangroves. Right, because obviously so, with motorbikes they didn't have a snap strap or anything like that, so they've they've come no, to somebody these, with a vehicle. Kids, no, these young fellows are just riding around the bike and they come across them walking on the beach. Oh, oh it's, so, yeah, that's what that's yeah, what you want to do. You want to walk along a beach in the Northern Territory, just waiting yeah. for a croc to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, had to had to do something about it. Had to get out there quick because it was um, quite big tides, seven meter tides. Ooh, so I had to pretty much get in the car and race down there and start digging and get them out. Okay, how long did it take you to rescue these peanuts? Um, probably about an hour. You know, after I went out there and walked out to make sure I wasn't going to get bogged and lose my car. Yeah. yeah. About an hour, Bob told me dug a bit of stuff out, got the scraps already. Yep. And, um, yeah, pulled it out, got them to get behind the car and give it a push while I was towing it out in my vehicle. So if they're seven-metre tides and they're bogged out there on a flat, their car would have been absolutely knackered when the tide came. Is that correct? Oh, that's correct. Yeah, you wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to see their car. Their car would have been completely gone. So you've saved them thousands, tens of thousands of dollars probably in the cost of a new vehicle and they couldn't even pony up a case of grog. That's exactly right. And the worst thing was, well, after I got them out, they didn't even know how to use four-wheel drive or didn't even know how to use the, the vehicle. Why am I not so surprised I, to hear that all, huh? <laughs> I, had to, I had to take off because, you know, once I got them out, I said, mate, follow me because that tide's coming in. Yeah. There's a certain spot where you've got to get across. The tide actually come in over them rocks, so I had to drive my car through half a metre of salt water to get out again. Gee, so you're putting your own vehicle in danger now as well. That's exactly right. So I wasn't quite happy about it. Like I spent hours scrubbing my car, washing it, and I didn't even didn't even get anything. They just drove straight past me. Didn't even stop to yep. you know say anything. They didn't even stop to say thank you. No, no, no. What? No, they, just, they just they just kept going. They kept going past us. Did you report this to the Darwin police? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable to think that they wouldn't even say thank you they for dragging your, their asses out of the bloody mud. Didn't even do the raised finger on the steering wheel. No, no, they didn't. You need rehabilitation programs for people like this. There's no point just telling them they've done something wrong. They've actually got to go through like a, an eight steps program of why they're a peanut. Listen, Ohan, <laughs> mate, it's because you've missed out on a case of beer, we're going to send you a case of beer here from Triple M in Sydney. What's your, what's your flavour? What do you like? Um, well, I've been drinking Great Northerns lately. Great Northerns? Yeah. Well, it makes yeah. sense. That's exactly where you are. So, <laughs> listen, mate, we're going to get you a case of uh, Great Northerns there. And uh, you can, well, I mean, it's only going to last for five or ten minutes. But in that <laughs> in that ten minutes, you think about us. Yeah, I will do, mate. No worries. Good on you, mate. Great Northern Territory and Pisshead there. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Orhan Yilmaz, thanks for your time, mate. No worries, mate. News today that the sale of Channel 10 going to CBS, of course, the American network, uh, has looks as though it's going to go through and be passed. This is quite interesting in media terms because there's a change in media laws. Uh, independent Nick Xenophon last week threw his weight behind the uh, libs to get it over the line. It looks as though we'll see a media reform in the country. Now, what does that mean to people like me? A lot, kind of. Uh, what does it mean to every other person? Not really a lot. It just means that less people can own more stuff. It's really yeah. that simple. But what it does mean, to break it down, not be too simplistic, is that it means that media companies like this can expand our reach, but also mm. means it can own print media, digital media, television networks, mm. radio networks, yep. and you can be quite expansive in your media holdings. That's what it means. Yeah. Now, 
there is going to be, as a result of that, there will undoubtedly be media takeovers. You'll see one company, all of a sudden will buy another one. Uh, I read a suggestion today that somebody would buy the ABC. And what would you do if you bought the ABC? <laughs> for starters, shoot those two bananas. You made an inquiry about buying Zoo Magazine for yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I'm trying to get that back Turns up. Out. Yeah. You bring that back up. But <laughs> makes you think, if this company was to be purchased tomorrow by another entity, by another radio company, by another broadcaster of some description, how would it affect, because this is the question a lot of people ask me, how does that affect programming? If you've got a new owner, does that affect programming? Yes, it does. This is how this show would sound if it was bought by the ABC. Hello and welcome to the program. Today we'll be talking about your favourite New Zealand female authors from the 1940s. That will be amazing. We'll also have a technology expert in to tell us about the latest and greatest digital products on offer without once mentioning a single brand, therefore giving you absolutely no insight into what the market has to offer. But up next is everybody's favourite mime artist, Marcel. And Marcel, a sneak preview of what we can expect today? <laughs> Brilliant as always, Marcel. <laughs> So that's the ABC. Is that is that not just your demo tape? <laughs> it is. It's my future. It's just, it's if things don't go well, it's smooth. <laughs> Funny, but it could be true. Who knows? Mm. Uh, you never know what's around the corner. This one is, of course, an example of what would happen if we were bought by News.com. Now, of course, News.com, great online uh, service mm. provider. Uh, Most click website in Australia. Absolutely. And they've got a great, great uh, source of information there. Mm. But sometimes it's, I, I read News.com and I get a little bit scared. It's like... Every 10 seconds looks like there's a new end of the world story. Here's what happened if this show was run by news. It's the end of the world. You may have as little as 36 minutes left to live. If Kim Jong-un decides to attack the 107th most important tactical target, Sydney, we'll have dozens of drawings of rockets that may or may not be nuclear because no one really knows for sure, but they definitely look communist. We'll be describing the blast radius, showing you exactly how badly you'll be burnt by the blast if they target IKEA at Rhodes. Plus, we'll be taking your calls. What's it like living in the blast zone? What does Salim Mahaj's estranged wife think of an attack on Rhodes IKEA? And what makeup does Rebecca jump wear during an apocalypse? Good times. What does Salim Mahaj's estranged wife think of the blast? No, I think she thinks Hope Salim's in it. Um, not sure. And finally, the online service that I actually don't resource very heavily because mm. I don't understand it because I'm old. Yep. It's BuzzFeed. Liam, you read a lot of BuzzFeed, don't you? Uh, you it's, said... I, I'm even a little bit old for BuzzFeed, I think. But, is it? But it's, it is, it's very popular. Yeah, it's very popular yeah, with young people who mm. eat avocados yeah. and don't own their own homes. There's a lot of lists. Mm. A lot of lists. A lot there? of lists. A lot of, a lot of top seven ways to beat something. Yeah. And we... Oh, everyone's talking about avocados. Here's seven ways you've never eaten avocado. <laughs> what? With my yeah. mouth? Yeah. I've and, always eaten it with my and, mouth. And take our quiz to find out which member of Saved by the Bell you would be. Exactly. Mm. Here we go. Oh my God, shit the bed. Taylor Swift's new bangers just dropped and it's going to make Katy Perry go tote Elena Dunham when she hears it. Oh, she's got beef over the ex who's now totally hooked up with Rita Ora, although they're like totes in denials. Plus, Jake Gyllenhaal 
Are those apps even real? <laughs> we'll look at seven different surgeries you can have right now to get those apps without even doing F45. Plus, we discuss the marriage plebiscite. Do any of us even know how to open a paper letter? Hello? <laughs> Not me. Too busy going to festivals and eating avocado. Boom. You know, the funny thing is, I wrote that and I don't understand anything I said. <laughs> Comedian Justin Hamilton with me this afternoon. Hamo, what's your, like, your pet hate with pet owners? Do you know, you ever see a pet owner and you just go, oh, God, uh, I don't do that. Uh, I don't really, I guess it depends on each kind of person, but uh, you know what, when, when, a dog who is just really excited to see you and is jumping up around your groin area mm. and the owner isn't doing anything from having your bathing suit area wet. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. look at yeah. me. I'm trying to be friendly. Yeah. I'm trying to be nice. But stop stop your, your mongrel from getting too close to my half mongrel. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> now, I can handle an accessorized dog. If you put a bandana and a pair of glasses on a bull terrier, I'm just going to piss myself laughing. Right. Like, that yes. is that is all time. That, that is, is one of the funniest get, things that's ever. That's never going to get tired. Yeah. Uh, if you put them in a novelty jumper, I'm losing interest right. rapidly. Don't, right. Don't do that. Um, well, one's cool and one's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's never sunglasses on a dog, never getting tired. Right. But there is a, an inter interesting uh, trend at the moment with pet owners, Hamo, uh, where... Dog owners are having to change the diets of their dogs because for the last 20, 30 years at least, we've been feeding um, our dogs a high-carbohydrate diet. That's right. We're carb-loading our dogs. Oh, dear. This is a disaster. I feel like a, maybe I'm a dog because I've, I've got a pretty heavy carb intake. Yeah. Well, it turns out that um, apparently dogs yeah. didn't used to eat a lot of carbs back in the day when they were just dogs. Yeah, right. And uh, it turns out they had more of a paleo-style diet, more of like a, a dog kind of diet right. of, of meat and grass. Right. And then they'd spew up the grass and you just go, oh, it's grim. Better have that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what a dog's like? Oh, God, that's disgusting. You know, the, the next step for this is, though, they're going to start saying that dogs didn't used to be vaccinated. Oh, so they, you're going to say, go. yeah. the days of, oh, we can't take the dog out yet because it hasn't had its shots, yeah. gone. Yeah, and before you know it, you got a dog hosting My Kitchen Rules, and you just go, what have we become? Has this gone full circle? You said well, look, I'll, With I'll, a fatter I'll, French dog. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably give it a try for a couple of episodes. Like, it sounds like it could be interesting. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably watch yeah. it. That would be quite interesting. <laughs> dogs, dogs are getting fat because of what we're feeding them. But right. the thing is, dogs choose what they want to eat, whether it right. be a carbohydrate. They just Dogs are just hoovers. They just come past and just snap up everything. Oh, well, mate. Even like, it, all pets are. I I had a pet um, cat yeah. years ago. It's dead now. Oh, too soon. Yeah, probably. I shouldn't. Anyway, no, tell um, us a cat story. Do you want to go to a song? No, are you okay? No, you I'm continue. Okay. I'm okay. He'll sure. bounce back. No, it's been a couple of years now. Hmm. And it was. Um, <laughs> its name was. Um, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> anyway it was a cat. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, and one day I noticed that he was walking a little bit weird. Right. And at the back of his of his back end. Yeah. He had a, a second tail coming out the back of his. Uh, what, what was it? Like a was it a hairy whoopsie? Like what, what's, was, what's going on? It was a piece of string. A piece of string. A cat. How had, long had eaten? It. Well, here's the thing. How long is a piece of string lamb? Well, until you pull inquisitive. it out of the cat's ass, you don't know, right? Exactly. Right. So what am I going to do? Not be inquisitive. <laughs> right. Only that's that not was, my nature. That's only, not my nature. If only that was the answer to that question. How long is a piece of string? Well, it depends if you pull it out the cat's ass that's or not. Right. Yeah. Right, so, is, it's my answer to every philosophical question. I see the piece of string and I go, well, yep. this is a riddle that needs to be answered. Right. 
So I can either leave that piece of string and perhaps it will come to pass naturally. Right. Or I can give it a bit of a tug. Yeah. And so, and it was like a David Copperfield act. I oh my like, God. Hand over hand, <laughs> hand <laughs> over hand, hand over hand. I'm going, what did you eat? The whole ball, mate? Oh my God. Did they eat a magician? Like what's happened here? <laughs> hand over, I went, if a dove flies out of your ass, <laughs> right. this is going to be fairly epic. Right. I'm scared that you pulled the string for so long that it deflated. Like what, <laughs> what, what happened? So I kept it going, this piece of string is, and then all of a sudden, like a little firecracker, it just went boop, like that, and it just popped out, and there was a little plug at the end of it, and it was just a piece of string. It was the longest piece of string. It must what? have, seriously, Hamo, this piece of, it was red string too, so it was right. like no mistaking it. Right. What? Hang on, what's, what, so what was, craft so, string. What, what was the plug? Poo. It was oh, at the back end there. It, was, it, was, oh. it wrapped itself around a little piece of poop. Oh, right. I thought, I thought it was an actual plug. Were I you thought, the same? No, no. no. When, I, when he said it went pop when it came out, I thought yeah. the cat had swallowed a party popper oh. and that he discharged it once he got to the end. Mate, when it came through, right, the strings pulled it through. And then when the when the plug at the end has come out, it just went pop like oh. that. And went, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's incredible. Imagine if it was that's a party incredible. popper. And then I made it eat the string again so yeah. I could show my friend. Yeah, you got to see the trick <laughs> twice. It's the not... cat was like, no, I'm not eating that. Man, that's a, that's <laughs> a, no, well, this is, that's a selfish cat. Isn't it disappointing? I wish, it had been a, I wish it had been a party popper, though. Imagine if you pulled it out and then there was a little joke, an Englishman and an Irishman, Scotsman, <laughs> walk into a bar and they think, there's something wrong with this cat's arse. All of a sudden, the cat's wearing a, a hat. It's yeah. a Tony Paper hat. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, is everyone rings here. I've got a plastic <laughs> phantom ring. Oh, yeah. for, if Peter, if you're listening, I'm sure Merrick's just exaggerating for yep. effect. I'm sure he didn't put the string back inside the cat. And when we say Peter, we mean Peter Costello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open up the phones, though. Um, one triple three five three. What's been through your dog or cat? Yep. Right. I'll, I'll accept it. Either or. If yep. you've had to, if something has been through them, or you've had to have something removed because they just eat everything. Oh man, I used to, as a kid, I used to have a beagle called Bodine, cracking a little fella, good little pal. They love eating stuff, oh, don't they? Mm. Mate, he ate some of my uh, my toys when. I was a kid, that would have been worth a lot of money now. We oh. won't hold that against him. He was still a good little fella. But we came home one day, and uh, when we opened the door, and he was only a puppy at this point, and he just had all this bark hanging from his mouth. And then we were like, what have you been doing? And we looked up, and we used to have a tree stump out the back, and he must have just thought, well, I'm, I'm going to have that. And just like the Tasmanian <laughs> devil going, and I tell you what, that was some barky poo afterwards for 24 hours. But technically, that would make an amazing mulch. Do you know what I right. mean? Like, maybe um, we should be feeding dogs. Um, tree stumps. Trees, yeah. yeah. And then they, when they pull it out, you sell yeah. for, you know, it's 10 bucks a, a bag of Bunnings. Bang, there you go. Mate, Good business idea. You get two in one. Because when you go to Bunnings, you either get manure yeah. or you get tan bark, yeah? Right. Why would you just get two in one? This one get was the, the dog best. To eat it. Or you could have sold it as the most disappointing polywaffle you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> 13353 Sydney, what's been through your dog or cat? And it may not have made it all the way. I don't mind. Mary Field. 104.9. Triple M. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. G'day, Mark Howard here. A year ago, I started the Howie Games podcast, which has given me a fantastic opportunity to chat with some of the biggest names in world sport. Now, at times, the episodes get pretty emotional, like Ricky Ponting talking about his son. Two, lo- uh, two lots of three weeks at a time in intensive care where um, you're just not really sure what's going to happen but um now he got through the first one fine and then when he got to six months of age he had an, another pretty serious infection that we didn't know anything about the doctors didn't know much about and 
Yeah, that was the scariest one because he was sort of shut down for, well, he was, I think, uh, sedated for about four or five days at, at one stage with um, where he couldn't open his eyes and, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I can obviously see the effect it has on you, mate, which is why it's... Um, <laughs> now you've got me upset. That's what happens when you've got young kids, mate. Um, Fucking deep breathing. Get on with it, eh? You can listen to the Howie Games at podcastone.com.au or via the Podcast One app. Discussing about dogs and cats and what they've eaten, then we're going to take some calls. Oh, my God. We've got like a... I just looked at the board. There's like a thousand calls there. Great. Uh, we're going to take all of them. Of yeah, of what has been through your dog or yeah. cat. And we're just doing this because we found out that you're not meant to feed your dogs a high-carbohydrate diet. You're meant to feed them a paleo-style diet. Right. Maybe a little less activated almond milk. <laughs> you know, I can't stand people who go to a cafe with a dog yeah. and then they order breakfast and yeah. then they order a breakfast for their dog because that's human food. Right. Don't do that. No, don't that's do that. A, that's it's a dog there. Yeah. You need to know the difference. And, and you know, a dog doesn't know how to spread the avocado on the toast. It no, just goes everywhere. It <laughs> puts me off my avocado. Exactly. And I paid $37 but for that. That. Is, the, <laughs> that is the reason those dogs can't afford a first home in Sydney. Right. Because they keep eating smashed up no, cats. They live in a dog house all their life. <laughs> Matt in Randwick. G'day, mate. G'day. How are you guys? Very good, mate. What's been through your pet? Uh, many, many years ago, when we got engaged, um, my wife convinced me to get a diamond for myself. I thought, well, what am I? I'm not going to get a diamond ring. Because I, I was a bit of a young fellow. I thought we thought I was too cool, school, too cool for school. And so I got a diamond earring. A diamond but earring? After, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a long time ago, mate. Let me, right. let me show you. Yeah, right. it's all right. Anyway, after, after a night on the cans, I've taken it off and left it on the bed stand. And I couldn't find it the day after. I got in so much trouble. Mrs. was on me for weeks. and Well, for, it was on me for days. And then one day, I'm out in the backyard, you know, I'm picking up the dogs, whatever, and the sun hits something. A glint. <laughs> hits something perfect in the dog's crap. I'm like, what the hell is that? And love like, is what it is. It's fair <laughs> love. Yeah, there it is. So, uh, so that was my little story. Loving a dog poop is what it is. Mate, <laughs> no, that's great. Like, you're one of those... You're actually one of those people who can actually say that you literally found a diamond in the rough. <laughs> ah, two, two roughs. There's two. Two. There's two meanings there. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I bet he washed it off and put it back in his ear too. Yeah. Oh, that's Mate. got dog poo on it. At least it wasn't a nose ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tud stung. I'll tell you what. Stug good thing. tongue. But it, stud tongue, tongue stung. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank goodness stug it wasn't a cock tongue. ring. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, there we go. There's all In the dog whoopsie. <laughs> Slip on better. I mean rooster ring. Sorry. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, no Stephen Borkham Hill. <laughs> no. Stephen Borkham Hill. Hello, mate. Yes, your bloody legend. How you going? Very good, mate. Better for having you on the show. What's been through uh, your What's been through your job? Uh, no, it was a cat. It yeah. um, it attacked the Christmas tree and uh, it ate the tinsel. Yes. And so a foot of it was out of its mouth. The foot was going through the cat. And the oh. foot was out its backside. Oh. So, and my mum thought that she'll step on the back end, hoping that it'll snap off, but it didn't. And all the internal, the, the, the cat's internal went to this backside. Oh, it was no. great. Oh, yeah. my God. So much tinsel. I bet your yeah. cat's ass was voting yes in the plebiscite. Obviously. <laughs> huge supporter of 
gay marriage <laughs> right. with an arse shitting tinsel. Either that or it's attacked a fairy and uh, taken it too far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the poor cat. It's wow. great. Tinsel. At least it didn't go like the whole, the baubles, because that is, right. that's not going right. to end well. Mick and Riverston, g'day, mate. How are you, mate? Very good indeed. What's your pet eating? Uh, just about everything, furniture, shoelaces, things like that. Um, used to both of my dogs used to go through some socks, and you'd you'd find this spiraled up sock in the shape of a poo. It's literally gone through untouched. You could literally wash it and wear it again. <laughs> uh, but one time, one time with one of my dogs, a sock actually got stuck, and it cost me eight grand to get her intestines and um, stomach operated on to get it pulled out. Oh man, that, that's that's why there needs to be animal pet insurance uh, back in the day. Like yeah. that's only just been introduced in, in recent. Oh, oh Liam, Liam. No, 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 mate, you're having your gun what privileges that, taken mate? away. From you you cue me pet. in to make those sound effects. I do, but I didn't do it on that occasion. Oh, right. Cheeky. Like, that is not cool. Mate, Mick, he loved his dog. I, Mick, I'm sorry, but obviously that sock meant a lot to Mick. Eight grand <laughs> yeah. is prepared to pay to get that sock back. No, you, that's, you only had one of them. <laughs> yeah. you got to get the other one. Imagine the constant reminder of the, seeing the other sock and going, oh, the other one's in the dog. Maybe that's what happened out. to Michael Jackson. Maybe his, maybe Bubbles ate one of his gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and he just thought, oh, well, I'll just wear the other just one. Wear the other one. Just be one. Liz in Liverpool. Hello, Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi, how are you going? Yeah, you're, you're Liz. I'm Merrick. Yeah, I know. I got it mixed up. That's all right. It's great to have you on the show. We're all Liz deep down. Thank you. Okay, so my puppy dog, Husky, eats anything. She, we had a baked dinner, wiping the tray out with your paper toweling, threw it in the bin, but of course missed closing the bin. So she's grabbed it, ate all of the paper toweling, about five sheets of it. Next day, came home. She was sitting sideways as the normal, you know, the right side of the bum off the ground. And I then had to pull paper toweling out of a bum. Um, And I tell you what, but I could thoroughly recommend Viva Paper Toweling because it stayed intact. (laughs) (laughs) I could could be an ambassador for the the company, honest to God. Unfortunately, highly absorbent though. So it would have been... It would have been all, yeah, what a piece, but yeah, strangely quite soggy and unappreciatively soggy. What a heck of an advert for them. Uh, That should be the ad. Yes. Imagine that. That's the ad. They just go, clean up spills on the ground and watch us pull it out of a dog's rear. (laughs) Hold, hey, hold, Rover, hold. For the ad. Do it for the ad. <laughs> you want to be you want to be cuter than the, the dog from you want to be cuter than Rolly from the Sorbonne? Yeah, hold still. Yeah, roll over, Rolly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh my lord! Okay, one more. One more. I would not going to surprise you that there is still plenty. Yeah, I through. know. John in St Mary's. Hello, mate. Hey, how you going, boys? Very good. good What's been through your dog? Uh, it wasn't mine. It was a Manx Maltese Terrier. Um, he actually got into the, his, his wife's purse and ate all of her tampons. Oh, that and it, is... And it, was a great, and it was a great mystery for a day or two until he went out the back and all these little nuggets had strings hanging out of them. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> now, I, I hope uh, that poor dog didn't have a, a glass of water afterwards either because that could have been painful. <laughs> Joined this afternoon by Justin Hamilton. And Hamo, you are one of the nicest blokes going around. You're also a single man. Yep. And Do you I want me reckon, to leave? Hey. Do you want me to leave? No. Oh. No, I want you to witness it. We're about to... It's marriage equality, mate. We're about to get married on sure. air. It's going to be great. Um, I mean, it's not going to be legally sanctioned, but that's not the point. Okay, it's going no. to be a fun party. Hamo. <laughs> <laughs> you have timed it perfectly, right? Right. Because the current trend, I'm led to believe at the moment, 
is that nice guys are finishing first now. No, and I that doesn't uh, happen. Well, that sounds bad when I say it like that. Right. What, what, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're not that nice. <laughs> nice guys finish second. second Am I right, second, guys? Yeah. Uh, considerate ones do anyway. Yeah. Um, no. Sometimes they finish third, even mm. though there's only two people there. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they just kind of keep going because they and then they generous. finish later. Yeah, exactly. You guys are talking about running races, aren't you? No, yeah. we're talking about sex. Oh, yeah. sorry. God, mate, you you're really off the mate, chart. What there. is happening there, <laughs> Liam? Mate, sometimes I let someone finish seven times before I even enter okay. the race. Jeez. Okay, I'm in the other room. I'm watching TV. <laughs> are you having fun in there? <laughs> let me know. I'm ready. Okay. I'm just watching Westworld. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the trend to move away from bad guys, because, yeah. you know, like, you know, the bad guy image of, you yeah. know, kind of uh, disconnected and not really interested in ladies, you know, not caring about their emotions and feelings. Those kind of guys are, are on the outer. Right. And the nice guys are back in vogue. Right. And uh, apparently this has come from research that's been uh, conducted by leading psychologist and associate professor Jerry Carancis from Deakin University. He joins us on the line there. G'day, Jerry. How are you? G'day, Merrick. G'day, Justin. How are you both? Good, mate. Thanks. So why do we see these trends, Jerry? I mean, is it is this a fashion? Is it a trend where women are now starting to say, no, uh, we're into nice guys as opposed to the bad boy image? The very short answer is no. So Thanks, Jerry. Good to have you on the show, mate. It's been nice. Yeah, I, I, try to, I try to be as succinct as possible, gents. You know? there's, no, there's no nonsense here. But the reality is that, uh, you know, from, from, from the dawn of time, uh, we all have a need for love and human connection, irrespective of whether we're, we're blokes or, or whether we're women. And uh, that really matters to us, whether we're willing to admit it or not. And being a warm, trustworthy individual really does matter and trumps all in most in most respects. You know, this is uh, really interesting to me, Jerry, because it wasn't that long ago that there were books being published, you know, like uh, The Game, where it encouraged people to do negging and things like that. Do you yeah. think these kinds of books have inadvertently put those types of guys on the back foot because they've, they've given up the secret of how they would try to, uh, to meet women? Yeah, look, I mean, look, you can you can look at these these books and and this kind of aspect of pop culture, you know, with just, you know, laugh, laughing it off and, and seeing it as amusement. But on, on the other end, yeah. if you're kind of endorsing this kind of crap, and I will call it crap, it's yeah. got nothing to do with science, it's got nothing to do with how you treat people with respect, then um, we don't need that kind of rubbish on the shelves. In fact, I'd be very happy if we picked up every single one of those books and we burnt them. Yeah, oh, I'm not yeah. into that stuff. That, I, I understand the concept of the book, The Game, and it's just, I, I don't like when men view women as sport like that. That's not on the human beings. I don't, I just, I, that's not my, my kind of caper. I'm only saying that so women who are listening think I'm nice though, Professor. You understand that. See what I'm doing there? I, I do, I do indeed, yeah. Mary. Being a psychologist, I've, I've heard you enough to know that you're genuinely a nice guy. So don't, yeah. don't give us that, you know, rough and tumble and uh, bad up. boy Thanks, image, Jerry. mate. Yeah, Shut he, up, he's Professor. Always... Just because you've got a degree in qualifications and you're intelligent doesn't mean you're any better. Oh, it does actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's all over your mess. I just made a list no, of No, it them. doesn't, but I've heard you enough on the radio, Mary. No, you're better. You know, uh, so what, what, what do you think is uh, contributing to this? Do you think maybe, uh, like, I, I'm just throwing this out there, but with the, the, the rise in costs for everything across the board, it, are women just going, you know what, a bad boy might seem like fun, but he's not going to pay the bills. He's not going to pay the mortgage. Mm. You know what I need? I need someone reliable who's going to live with me for the next 40 years so we can hopefully pay off our apartment in Sydney. 
there's a, there's a lot of truth in that, but I don't think it's just a trend that's occurred now. So if we were to lock in from you know our ancestry and and evolutionary history, we are drawn to people that have three primary qualities, and and you can describe them in a bunch of different ways, but they can be grouped together in three qualities. The first is warmth, trustworthiness. The fact that someone's going to be kind, loving, and meet our needs for love and connection and makes us uh, feel respected and valued. And there's going to be with us there through thick and thin. And we, if we, by chance, go on to have a family, we can rely on them. Another quality is vitality attractiveness. It does matter, but we're not just talking about, you know, the hot chick or the hot guy. What we're talking about there is people who exude energy that seem vibrant and they look like they're healthy because you know... Oh, we're just losing oh. Jerry's line there. Oh, we'll just man, see if we was... can get it back up. You still with us, Jerry? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, I was to... really into that too. Yeah, yeah. So, and the third yeah, point? Yeah, no, so all, all I was saying is that, you know, vitality and attractiveness is not about, you know, being hot and sexy necessarily. It's about having energy. It's about um, having, you know, uh, lo lots of lots of goodness about you in terms of your physical health. So therefore, you, you kind of look like you've got good genes and you're going to go on to have, you know, good families and, and ensure that your own genetic line survives. And most people aren't thinking that. But evolution is very powerful and it's written in our DNA. And then the last one is status and resources, which comes back to the point that you guys raised. We're not talking about someone having a flashy car or a, or a big bank account. We're just talking about people that are going to have a stable job that can provide not only for themselves, but for those who they want to have a long-term relationship with. So they are the big three that we look for, Okay, so, um, hands down. So, Professor, can I ask you just in kind of conclusion there and summary, if, if there was a, a, a bloke listening now, you know, maybe they've come out of a, a, a marriage or a long-term relationship, maybe they're looking for love again. What's the thing that they could do to best enhance their chances of meeting a good woman? I think if they're looking for a long-term relationship, then I think making sure that, that they present themselves in a genuine way uh, where they're caring, where they listen to the person that they're, that they're engaging with um, is really, really important because ultimately niceness, feeling like you can connect with that person is one of those key things that starts up a spark and a flame. We can talk about physical attractiveness and of course it matters. We're not saying that it doesn't matter, but I think to be kind of be putting it on, on the table as the number one thing we look for and trying to be kind of overly smooth and ultimately being inauthentic in who we are in, as people just gets us into trouble and into a world of pain. Professor Jerry Karanzis at Deakin University has just uh, given us a pretty good snapshot as a psychologist on where we should be looking at being as men. I've always said this though, Jerry, don't get fit, just get funny. Chicks love jokes. Bang. <laughs> Do that. See? There, there, there you go. Maybe we should be using that line, Mary. Yeah, don't get fit, get funny. Good on you, mate. Thank you very much for your time got a little bit of a, uh, to, to kind of close out the show, we've got a, a quiz based on a local story that Liam's found for okay. us. Yeah, and, uh, now, we love a quiz because we don't know what it is. I never bother to find out because that would be very similar to research <laughs> or work. Mate, you're known <laughs> for not doing that. I'm not doing that. Right. Now, Hamo, this this is off the back of an art exhibition that's going on up in Manly that you might be interested in because you like your comic books, don't you? I do. I'm a 44-year-old single man. I'm right into <laughs> comics. <laughs> <laughs> the Phantom Art Show. Oh. He's on up at the Manly Art Gallery and Museum. He's been travelling around Australia for three years, right. and it's all it's all art based around the comic book character, the yep. Phantom. So that is on up in Manly. It's on till the end of October. Great. And it is the basis for today's quiz. This is an art attack. This is an art attack. This is art attack. What do you mean? 
You just spent too much time. <laughs> I had to sort of get these intros and bringing in R&B on the show, Liam. See, this is what happens. It's done twice that he's brought R&B artists into our show. This is why you need to start paying attention to your show. Oh, <laughs> oh, you get no. stuck with Bieber. What are you doing? Too late now, Hamas. Too late. What I'm going to do for you here, guys, is I'm going to give you the name or the title of an art exhibition that has taken place somewhere around the world. Okay. I want you to try and tell me the type of art that oh. was on display in this exhibition. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Hammer, you can go first. Okay. You're the guest. This exhibition was called The Revolution Will Be Fabulous. The Revolution Will Be Fabulous. Yes. What sort of art was on display at The Revolution Will Be Fabulous? I reckon it was gay iconography of of clothes worn in the 50s before gay people were allowed to express themselves out in public without being uh, put upon. Jeez, that's good. Really good guess. Jeez, that's good. I mean... Really, oh, wrong. really wrong. Really wrong. Well, that's really? what it should yeah, be. Incredibly when wrong. When you were saying that, I went, I reckon he's absolutely nailed that. Nah, it was um, it was jazzed up weapons. So retired rifles, chainsaws, machine guns, and artillery shells, and slapped with big names on them like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, etc. You know what? I'd actually go and see that. Experience. Yeah, I'd see that too. Actually, <laughs> I don't care for the brands, but I do yeah. like the idea was, of those weapons. I was really into my idea, and then yeah. I heard that, and I realized I just overthought that. Just yeah. uh, that's just... actually a very good idea. All right, so, where was it? Where the hell that? Uh, that was in New York. Yeah, of course. Slap, there, slap there was, some glitter on an AK-47 yeah. and make uh, magic happen. There was, a, there was a Pac-Man grenade. Oh, oh that's <laughs> awesome. That's art. Yeah. That's art. That's art. All right, okay. Mez, here you go. This exhibition was called Meat After Meat Joy. Oh, wow. Clearly held in Germany. It's a <laughs> nudist um, contemporary art installation where a, a bunch of... Very welcoming German people go in there nude into a space and they just nude the whole time. What's it called again? Uh, meat after meat joy. 100%. Yeah. Yep. No. Oh, what? It was. <laughs> hey, that, answer, that answer was chock full of the sauerkraut. Like, how is that wrong? <laughs> Photographs, sculptures, and multimedia pieces that use or comment on raw meat. Oh, it was almost like it was too literal. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Next one. We've got a hustle. We're running out of time. All, All right, Hammer, right, here you go. I like pigs and pigs like me. What was at that art exhibition? I like pigs and pigs like me. It's not the same one I just mentioned a moment ago. <laughs> right. I was about to say, I'm, I feel like there's an echo. Uh, I like pigs and pigs like me. Yeah. I reckon it's photos of people just really digging cops all over the world. Cops? Yeah. Oh, God. No. Uh, Miru Kim, the artist, decided to live with pigs for 104 hours nonstop. Yeah. That's art? Yeah. yeah. That's being a farmer. <laughs> Or very lonely. <laughs> farmer wants a, you know that is. Farmer wants an art exhibition. That <laughs> what is. A farmer wants a government grant. Hammo, great to have you in the studios, mate. <laughs> we'll see you again soon. Thanks for being a part of the stupidity. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrick villain. Uh, Merrick villite. Merrick villain. Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9. Triple M.